Greetings once again from the Illinois School for the Visually Impaired and Walk Down Memory Cane Podcast. My name is Dan. Today we offer you a brief history of the Illinois School for the Visually Impaired Alumni Association. Hope that you find out some interesting information in this little short document. And all is well with you, your loved ones, and family. God bless. A Brief History of the Alumni Association of the Illinois School for the Blind. Copy. A Brief History of the Alumni Association of the Illinois School for the Blind by Margaret Greenhouse. 1931 transcribed into digital format in 2022 by then Vice President, Dan Thompson. This document will be updated to current alumni status as records are reviewed. Owing to the fact that all records prior to 1898 have been lost, we are indebted for what is Harry and given concerning the first four meetings to some of our fellow members, among whom are Messrs. William Hykins, J.E. Reynolds, and Guy Ackerley. It was in 1887, during the superintendency of Drive, F.W. Phillips, that the year's graduating class, together with some half-dozen postgraduates then in attendance at the school as students or otherwise, conceived the idea of forming an alumni association. A meeting for this purpose was called at the close of the term, and Mr. H.I. Carpenter was chosen chairman. The following year Dr. Phillips died and was succeeded by his son, W.S. Phillips. So it was during this administration, in 1889, that the first regular meeting of the Alumni Association was held. At the meeting the Constitution and bylaws were adopted, and during the ensuing summer Mr. George Parker had copies printed and mailed to the members of the association slash we have one of these first copies of the original Constitution sent us by Mr. William Hykins, which, as he says, he has dug up after 42 years of seclusion. It is interesting to note that this original Constitution, by which the association was governed until 1918, refers to our alma mater as Institution for the Education of the Blind. Mr. William Hykins and Miss Minnie McRae were the association's first president and secretary respectively during this period the Alumni Association convened but once, in 1891 because the Chicago World's Fair was in progress in 1893, it was thought best by the superintendent to postpone the meeting scheduled for that year until 1895, which accounts for the fact that all subsequent reunions have taken place on the even years. At the 1891 meeting some 25 members were present. So, to quote Mr. Hykins, the association was launched. And while all of the members may not have loved each other, they at least had the compassion which is love's hand it extended to shelter and to save. In those days the banquet was held the first evening, and the entertainment by the members was the closing feature of the reunion. And while the attendance was small, the cost of the banquet was met from contributions made by the members. The officers elected in 1891 were William Hykins, President, and George Parker, Secretary. Dr. W.F. Short succeeded Professor Hall as superintendent of the institution in 1893, remaining in office until 1897, when Mr. Hall was again placed in charge, serving until relieved by Captain Freeman in 1902. We know nothing of the meeting of 1894, except that J.E. Reynolds of the class of 1880 was selected president, and the duties of W.M. Hykins were shifted from those of president to those of treasurer. There was a meeting in 1896, but we know nothing of its accomplishments. However, we owe much to the organizers of the association who persevered at a time when the public was still uneducated to the needs and possibilities of the blind. The meeting of 1898 was presided over by Miss Billy Johnson who had been elected president in 1896. Two questions came up for consideration. First, higher education of the blind, which resulted in the associations agreeing as a whole to favor the granting of scholarships in the here institutions of learning as against the establishment of a college for the blind exclusively. Second, the several systems of tangible print they used by the blind. Up to that time the students had been using line letter textbooks. 
but American Braille was gradually gaining prestige. A copy of the invitation sent out to alumni members in 1900, still on file, is in line letter. At the 1898 meeting, also, a resolution addressed to the Illinois Senators in Congress, to secure a own cent rate of postage on letters in embossed print for the blind, was introduced by Mr. Saman passed by the association the officers elected were Miss Minnie McRae, President, J.B. Curtis, Vice President, Arthur Jewell, Secretary, and Henry J. Hocamp, Treasurer. Nothing of enduring interest was accomplished at the 1900 meeting. Forty-five members were in attendance and the following officers were elected, Mr. J.B. Curtis, President, Miss Manna Hackett, Vice President, Arthur Jewell, Secretary, and H.J. Hocamp, Treasurer. In those early days it seems to have been the custom to elect officers during the first day's session and install them in time for the second day's work. The meeting of 1902 left on record nothing of importance. Again there were 45 members present. Martha Congleton, Mrs. Basinger, was elected to the chair, Mr. Earl B. Pfeiffer, her vice chairman, while Messrs. Jewell and Hocamp were retained as secretary and treasurer respectively. Again, in 1904, 45 members answered to roll call. The first day's election resulted in the choosing of E.E. E. Same as president, Miss Hulda Peters, vice president, Messrs. Jewell and Hocamp as secretary and treasurer. At the second day's session Mr. E.E. E. Same gave an interesting address on the social position of the blind. The records give nothing of the 1906 meeting, except that there were 60 members present. And the account of the 1908 session is missing altogether. However, beginning with 1990, the records are complete and are given a little more in detail. The year's meeting boasts the largest attendance thus far, 82. Captain Freeman had been succeeded in 1908 by Mr. G.W. Jones. And in these minutes the name School for the Blind replaces Institution for the Education of the Blind Officers elected, Mr. John Appleman, President, Nellie Jones, Vice President, Arthur Jewell and W. M. Hikins, Secretary and Treasurer. Those were the days when the seniors prepared and delivered essays as one of the requirements of graduation. And on the second afternoon of this meeting the graduates gave their orations a second time in the school chapel for members of the alumni who were interested. The minutes speak of the banquet as the closing event of this reunion. Only 70 members attended the 1912 meeting, though more of lasting importance was accomplished than at any previous session. First of all, a trust fund was created, and the members responded with subscriptions to the The Employment Agency was established and began operations with Mrs. Eugenia Martin Bowler as chairman. Resolutions passed provided that the association recommend to the heads of the various departments of the state which have to do with the education and care of the blind, the employment of blind persons who are properly trained where this may be done without detriment to the service, and the superintendent and board of administration be asked to use their best effort to secure an increased appropriation for the support of the free circulating library for the blind operated in connection with the school. The association also voted a memorial to Wilhelm Heinrich of the class of 1883, deceased December 26, 1911, expressing sorrow at the early death of this distinguished alumnus and voicing high appreciation of the bequest to the school made by him of his large and valuable collection of embossed music. The officers elected were Charles Munson, President, Augusta Blodern, Vice President, Arthur Jewell, Secretary, and J.A. Wagner, Treasurer. On December 7, 1912, Mr. Arthur Jewell, class of 1886, one of the original members of the association, and its secretary since 1898, died. His work was printed at the school, and his interest in the cause of the blind, were widely recognized, and his loss deeply felt. At its next meeting the association paid high tribute to this organizer and staunch supporter. Mr. H.I. Carpenter was appointed to fill the vacancy occasioned by the death of Mr. Jewell the 13th biennial meeting of the Alumni Association of the I. SB was held June 3-4, 1914. The doors of the school were thrown open by Sut. 
R.W. Wollstone, who for several years had been a teacher in the high school, and who had succeeded Mr. G.W. Jones in 1911-54 members answered to roll call all awaited with eagerness the report of the newly created trust fund committee it became evident, however, that the activities of this committee had been seriously hampered by the inadequacy of its treasurer. Hoping to relieve this condition, an auxiliary trust fund committee was named, whose duty it should be to enlarge the fund. But this committee was short-lived, for it was soon found that the original committee could withstandle its own difficulties. No report was made by the Committee on Employment and it was therefore declared extinct. But the matter of employment of the blind was discussed with renewed interest. Two committees were temporarily appointed to bring the various questions into definite form that they might be more conveniently considered by the association. The first of these committees handed in a report in which it strongly urged that all effort be made to secure positions vacate be the blind for other blind persons. The goodwill of an employer is a battle half won. The second temporary committee recommended the establishment of a permanent employment bureau. This recommendation was adopted and three following persons were asked to begin the work, Miss Ethel Kimball, and Messrs. L. W. Rodenberg and F. G. Myers. The meeting closed after the election of the following officers, G. W. Gerlach, President, Francie E. Moon, Vice President, L. W. Rodenberg, Secretary, and W. M. Heikens, Treasurer. With an attendance of 62 members the Alumni Association of the I. S.B. held its 14th biennial meeting May 24 to 25, 1916, two weeks earlier than usual due to the early closing of the school. The first session opened with an address of welcome by Mr. H.C. Montgomery, superintendent since 1914. The Permanent Employment Bureau showed a record of accomplishment, despite the fact that this was entirely new venture, and that its members were limited as to time and funds. We quote from its report, the sale of $30 worth of fancy work, 15 jobs for D. different young tuners. One tuner placed permanently in factory. Four persons given hand copy work in literature. One person assisted in securing extensive copying of music. Three persons started in stenography. One person given position as stereotyper. Enthusiasm for the work of both the Employment Bureau and Trust Fund Committee ran high, and the members of the association responded generously to the call for financial assistance for both undertakings. Outstanding among the events of that meeting was the Hayrack Ride, a gift of Messrs. Rodenberg and Myers in the history of any great movements there is a page devoted to some memorable ride. And we love Hayrack Ride was not as fast as some on record, it will never be forgotten by those permitted to enjoy it all officers were re-elected by single motion. On June 5-6, 1918, the AAI, SB, held its 15th biennial meeting, with an attendance of 82, 70 regular and 12 honorary, members. Quoting from the minutes of that meeting, there were 40 graduated classes, including the 1877 and 1918, in a span of 42 years. No classes were graduated in the years 1885 and 1892. The total number of persons graduated in these classes was 274, OFWHOM 135 were girls and 139 boys. With all reports carefully investigated it appears at this writing, June, 1918, that 45 persons are deceased. A happier fact is that of the 135 girls more than 25%, or a total of 36 girls, have already moved into the state of matrimony, thereby almost doubling the record held by their rougher, though more timid, classmates. As usual the larger part of the first session was given over to reports of officers and committees. Part of the work of the Employment Bureau had been the investigation of the possibilities of telephone operating by the blind, electric armature winding, office stenography, and work in certain kinds of factories and its list of definite accomplishments included the following, on a person placed as a teacher in a school for the blind, one person in position as dictaphone operator and typist, and a bazaar which totaled in sales and orders the sum of $172.35. 
a motion was carried providing of the appointment of a committee to revise the Constitution of the Alumni Association, the new draft to be presented to the Association for its consideration at next day's meeting. This work was turned over to Mr. J. E. Reynolds, Ms. Theodore Frankson, and Mr. Porter. The second session was given over to the following business 1. The Association of the Social and Mutual Advancement Association of the Blind of Chicago and matters pertaining to the welfare of the blind 2. The adoption of the revised constitution with these changes, a, as incorporation will probably follow soon, it would be necessary to have five instead of four officers, b, the world school was to replace that of institution when referring to our alma mater, c, the body of officers, hitherto called the executive committee, would be known as board of managers, 3 the passing of a motion directing the board of managers to arrange for incorporation 4. An appeal for subscriptions to the trust fund which resulted in the raising of $227 in an incredibly short time 5. The passing of a motion which fixed the rate of interest on loans made from the trust fund at 3% 6. The election of the following, B.F. House, President, F.G. Myers, First Vice President, Tans of a resolution expressing the willingness of the association to cooperate with Rogers. This document was discovered in 1998 by then Vice President of the alumni when going through a box of old papers that was stored in a cabinet with doors facing the wall. The cabinet was considered to be filled with worthless papers. The alumni meeting have taken on a new order of events since the 1950s. The first day is registration. That evening there is a superintendent's reception where members can meet and talk to the superintendent or other friends who have come for the alumni. The resolution and nomination committees meet to prepare their slate of officers to be presented on Saturday and any resolutions. The second day starts on Friday with a first business meeting followed by an auction, some program about the school or other educational information, a talent show, then bingo and closing the day with a brief social. The last day of the reunion starts with a memorial program where deist members are announced, a scripture reading is offered and there are a few musical selections lead by the alumni course. Next is the second business meeting where officers are elected every four years and delegates are elected every two years. Delegates are representatives of the various blindness organizations. In the afternoon there is an auction, and the banquet starts at 5.00 p.m. There is an evening social from 7.00 p.m. to 11.00 p.m. Officers for 1998 were Jane Dixon President, Howard Thomas Vice President, Alice Schmidt Bledsoe Secretary and Treasurer, Diane Adams Conkling Dan is going through all past alumni available records to update this document up to the current year of 2022.